The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. Well, some of you have been anticipating returning or coming to Cairn for weeks and months. For others of you, the summer came to an abrupt and uh, quick end. Some of you have spent your summers trying to earn money. Others have been out ministering. Some of you have been traveling with family. All of you come now to the start of a new year, all of us together. What a great privilege it is to gather here in this room at the start of each new year. And as we often do, I would remind you, I told the new students on Sunday when I spoke to them that we would be doing so, Whatever apprehensions or concerns you have, whatever doubts you have about whether this is where you should be, we echo the words of God's servant Job that nothing can thwart his purposes. It is no accident that we're here together, that you're here now. God is sovereign, and in his sovereign will and sovereign care, he's assembled us together for this new year. So I'm really excited about what is in front of us. I'm excited for this new year. I'm excited about the new initiatives that are underway. Uh, the new activities, the new events, the new facilities, the new students. This promises to be a very exciting year, and I hope that you are anticipating that God will do great things in and through our time together in this year, 1819. The faculty and staff gathered last week, as they always do, to start the semester in prayer. We were reminded as we read the Scripture together, prayed together, and worshiped together in song that our God is a God who is near. In fact, He is the God who has brought us near through His Son, Jesus Christ. We who were dead have been made alive. We who were blind now see. We who were far off have been brought near. And all of us have come together here at Cairn University under God's care because we share in common a faith in Jesus Christ and a commitment to Him and to His Word. Faculty and staff began the year praying for all of you who are here now as students. We'll continue to pray for you in the weeks and months to come as we move through this fall semester. This morning, I want to begin what will be my series for the fall on bearing the marks of Jesus, examining our followership of him. I'd like to call your attention to Galatians chapter 6, if you have your Bibles and want to open. I want to begin this series by focusing on these very words spoken by the Apostle Paul, referencing his bearing the marks of Christ. You know, we talk often at Cairn University about the mission, and the central theme in the mission is that we educate students to serve Christ. We know and love Jesus Christ, and so as a result, want to spend our lives in sacrificial service to Him. But to be a follower of Jesus, you not only have to believe in Him as your Savior and His atoning work, you have to desire to follow Him. There is no being a Christian or serving Him apart from that earnest desire to follow Him. If we're to be His servants, we must be His followers. The mission statement has at the center of it that, that Jesus Christ would be at the center of your life. That His work on the cross and His securing for us redemption and forgiveness of sin and the promise of eternal life through His resurrection, all of those things we cling to on a regular basis, they're woven into things here at Cairn. But this semester, I would challenge us to think anew, to examine ourselves, as Scripture tells us. Let us examine ourselves. Take stock of, of the degree to which we bear the marks of Jesus and are His followers. So this morning, I'd like to call our attention to those exact words spoken by 
the Apostle Paul, at the end of his letter to the church at Galatia. This church that was facing the threat of the Judaizers to add to the gospel of grace a degree of works, an outward sign of circumcision. Paul chastens them in love and corrects them. But there were some even there as Paul was correcting that, that wrongful teaching, that false teaching that would distract from the truth of the gospel and lead the church astray. They were seeking to undermine his authority as an apostle. At the very end of this letter, in chapter 6 at verse 17, Paul says after laying out his case, from now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. What the Apostle Paul is saying is, I am the Apostle Paul. I am a servant of Jesus. And if you doubt that, all you have to do is look, because I bear on my body the brands that mark me as a servant of his. The marks that I bear. Now in Paul's case, these are physical. It's that word stigmata, and the idea is, is, this, is he referencing sort of metaphorically the brand that he bears which identifies him as a bondservant, as a slave of the Lord Jesus? But clearly Paul had scars and wounds from his following the Lord. And so as we begin this semester thinking about bearing the marks of Jesus ourselves, looking at what the Apostle Paul says here is very powerful because he's speaking about these physical reminders. Now you and I may or may not be bearing those in our present state or in the course of our lifetime, but when the Apostle Paul says, let no one cause me trouble for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus, he clearly bears spiritual marks which we'll discuss, but this servant of the Lord also bears physical marks. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 as he writes to that church, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance, in affliction, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. Through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we're treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet are well-known, as dying and behold yet we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. Paul's perspective was that these marks were not a detriment to him, but what he suffered as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, he bears with honor. And he states these things that are almost beyond our comprehension. These kinds of things, beatings and imprisonment, ridicule we can take, being mocked we understand. But Paul goes beyond that and talks about these physical hardships. And yet in the midst of all this, he perseveres, he holds on, and he reminds the church at Galatia that he is a servant of, the Jesus, of Jesus Christ who came to preach that good news, bearing on his body those marks. In second, in, also in 2 Corinthians, we see a more detailed list where Paul outlines those things. A much more detailed list where he talks about these things. He talks about his beatings. He talks about how many times he was left for dead. He talks about being shipwrecked. And he says this, I am a better one. I am, taking, I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments. Countless beatings, often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes, less one. 
Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers. In toil and hardship through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. The Apostle Paul bore these marks, and yet he persevered. When I read these lists, it's very humbling, because I think to myself, I want to follow Jesus, but if these things were bearing down on my body, would I stay at it? You and I have been given the gift, the great privilege to be in this community at this time, to be educated to serve Christ and follow him while we are being educated thusly. Let's remember the example of the Apostle Paul who, per, who not only endured and persevered all these things, bore them as marks of Jesus, ways in which he identified with Christ himself. And that's what we should be seeking as his followers, that we want to be like him, that we want to bear his marks. Underneath all of this, though, isn't just the physical marks, because you and I might have difficulty actually identifying with that. Don't bear the scars of my faith in Jesus. But what's interesting to me is what would compel Paul to keep following and to keep serving, even in the face of that kind of physical adversity and pain, bearing those brands of being the bondservant of Jesus, what would compel him to keep going? And he tells us in 2 Corinthians when he says to that church, whether we're at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. The Apostle Paul's faith in Jesus Christ compelled him to obedience, to seek to live in a way that was pleasing to the Lord that had saved him, pleasing to the Lord whose blood was shed on his behalf and for his benefit. Paul, as an example to us, endures all those hardships and bears those marks, those brands as a bondservant, because he so believes Jesus that he will serve him obediently no matter what. And that's what you and I need. If we're going to examine ourselves as followers of Jesus, we have to get beyond the circumstantial and understand this. We follow Christ no matter what. No matter what. And it is the obedience of Paul that stands out as the first mark we identify as followers of Jesus. Paul's obedience, he seeks and aims to please him at every turn and every day. That is a mark of Jesus because that is the thing that underscores the entire time that Jesus walked this earth with his disciples. What did he say over and over again? I came not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. In the garden when he asked for the cup to be taken, but not my will, but yours, Father. The obedience of Jesus Christ is passed on to us. He is our example and our teacher. The mark of Jesus that we want to examine this morning is that you so believe him that you will obey him. This is a problem in our cultural context because we want to see Jesus as someone who comes alongside of us as a helper, as a counselor, as a friend and encourager. And all those things are true of Jesus, but he's the Son of God who came to shed his blood at the will of the Father for your salvation and mine. And so we obey him in that light. We so believe him that our, our belief and our faith compels us to a life of obedience. Because unbelief always leads in God's people. Unbelief always leads to the sin of disobedience. It was true for the children of Israel. It's true for God's people in the New Testament. It's true for you and I. We believe him and so believe him that we want to obediently seek to please him, to follow after him as his servants, bearing his marks, 
But the marks that Paul bears physically are one thing. The spiritual mark of obedience comes ringing through. Why else would you go to such a length to serve the Lord? Why would you endure what he endured? Because he seeks first and foremost to please God, the God who saved him. Brothers and sisters, that should mark our life. If we're to be followers of Jesus, we should want to please him. Our culture wants us to use Jesus for our benefit. The Bible tells us, use everything you have for his glory and in his service. We push back against the culture that says, you just sprinkle Jesus into your life. No, you are here at an institution committed to keeping Christ and the word at the center of everything we do. We would be doing you a disservice to not call you to that kind of obedient life. And not think as faculty and staff members that this is first and foremost. Not just our jobs and our ministries here. We are servants and followers of Jesus. And the mark of Jesus we should see in our community is that we strive to be faithful and obedient servants. That we bear the marks of Jesus as those who say, not our will, but his will be done. Not our will, but his will be done. When the Bible says, examine yourself, this is a good place to start. In your relationship with Jesus Christ, is your faith in him so real and so personal and so profound and so based on the truth of his word that you feel compelled to expend all of your energy and effort in obedient service to him? If you're here as a student today, that's your calling, to, to spend your talents and gifts and energies, regardless of your level of ability. What you've been given to use, you use to the fullest service of the Lord as a student. It's your calling to study well, to be a good and productive member of the community, to encourage one another and your fellow students, to pray for one another. You're not here to take up space. You're here to serve Christ as students. This is not a parenthesis where you're on hold. You serve him as students. Faculty and staff members who are gathered here as well. We're not just fulfilling roles and duties. We're here serving Christ. We should do so under the compulsion that we want to please him every day in every way that we can. This is the mark that Paul bears. At the end of Galatians, when he talks about those physical marks on his body, he wanted them to look at those brand marks that he bears as the bondservant of Jesus and say, what would compel someone to keep going in light of all those creases, all those scars, all those wounds, all the busted and crooked knuckles, all the beatings, all the humiliations? What would keep you going? Because one thing matters more than everything else. Following Jesus, who himself said, if you want to follow me, you must what? Take up your cross daily and come after me. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we pray for the grace this morning as your servants to examine ourselves honestly, to consider anew the marks of Jesus that we bear, to ponder the degree to which we are committing ourselves to follow obediently and humbly as a servant of our Lord. As we begin this new year, we pray that you would make this word from your word burn in our hearts, that we might think rightly about the way in which we follow our Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.